Hello, everyone. This is Attack the Backlog, the podcast where I, Mark Kuznez, tries to make a dent in their backlog one game at a time. This episode is all about the remake of Crash Bandicoot available as part of the Insane Trilogy, which originally came out on June 30th, 2017 for PS4 and later made its way to PC, Switch, and Xbox One almost a year later to the date on June 29th, 2018. Crash Bandicoot has quite the history, with the first game coming out all the way back on September 9th, 1996. It spawned multiple sequels, its own beloved card racer, and a revitalization after years of dormancy in 2017 with the release of the, you guessed it, Insane Trilogy, the game I'm talking about while I'm talking about one of the games in the trilogy. Like I said, this is just a remake of the first one that I'm talking about here. Trilogy is a remake of all three games. Followed by a proper sequel in 2020 aptly subtitled, It's About Time. Get it? Because it's 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 been a long time since there was a new Crash game. And I'm guessing that time is a gameplay mechanic in it too. I, I, I don't know. Don't, don't ask me so many questions. As much history as Crash Bandicoot has, I, despite owning a PlayStation back in the day, have barely any with the series. The first time I played a Crash Bandicoot game was in Uncharted 4, where you play a level from the first game as a nod to Naughty Dog's roots. I may have played one of the games prior to that as part of a demo disc or at a store kiosk, but if I did, it didn't leave much of an impression and didn't get me to buy or rent any of the games when I was a kid. Now, as an adult, I am finally making up for lost time. It's about time, you could say that I got to this, ha 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 ha, starting with the first game in the series. Crash Bandicoot is one sexy little furball. Ow! <laughs> he wasn't much to look at in his early polygonal days. I mean, he looked all right. He had style. He was a cool cat, even though he's not a cat. He's a, what is he again? He's a rodent of some kind. A bandicoot, maybe? <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. But the work Vicarious Visions has done to pretty up Crash and his surroundings is impossible to ignore. The game looks amazing, and Crash looks fantastic. He's full of life, is super expressive, and just exudes fun. Crash and the world he inhabits is vibrant and colorful, and it was a joy looking at the game from start to finish. If only it was a joy playing the game as well. In this voice, I can't enjoy anything. Crash Bandicoot is frustrating. It's frustrating thanks to poor level design that sometimes creeps into the cheap neighborhood, questionable camera angles that make it hard to judge the distance between you and where you need to go, and platforming mechanics that require absolute precision. Does skill come into play? Of course it does. But when there is so little room for error, it's hard not to get frustrated after dying multiple times in a row. I won't deny that part of the problem is my own impatience as I grew more and more frustrated the more and more I played, but the game shares some of the blame. I've played my fair share of difficult platformers and a well-designed platformer doesn't frustrate you, it challenges you, it pushes you, it makes you want to get better and provides you with a sense of accomplishment every time you make even a smidgen of progress. Crash Bandicoot doesn't do that. It doesn't push you or make you want to get better or even provide you with a sense of accomplishment when you finally beat a level. Instead, it makes you feel like you've wasted your time. It's about time. I'm going to say that every time time comes up. Just so you can tell the game that you're the captain now. Making a Captain Felix. A Captain Felix? A Captain Phillips reference in this biz niche. Jesus. Dying 
repeatedly because you didn't jump at the very last second is a common occurrence in Crash Bandicoot, as is jumping around in a 3D space with not enough awareness of where you are within that space. I died many times while trying to jump between floating platforms because it was hard figuring out how long of a jump I needed to make and where I needed to align myself. Moments like that happen all the time, and it soon became clear that Crash Bandicoot is a platformer more so about memorization than raw skill. You will likely fail multiple times because you're not given enough information and only then when you get said information you will know what you have to do. It's all trial and error and I'm not a fan of that kind of design when it comes to platformers specifically. It's even worse in these side-scrolling levels because while the perspective has changed, you're still in a 3D space and can fall off the side of a platform even though there's no reason for those levels to exist on anything other than a 2D plane. Or a car for that matter, or a bus. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a plane. <laughs> the jokes are so weird. God, this improv is horrible. The camera angles can get in the way as well or more accurately can be placed in a way where pieces of the geometry or even you yourself are in the way of seeing where you need to go next and a simple bit of transparency would have done wonders whenever that was the case but no such transparency exists even when something isn't obstructing your view it can still be hard to judge the depth of the 3d space thanks to the camera placement then there are the enemies which are mostly easy to deal with whether by killing or avoiding them but your only attack ignoring the ability to jump on certain enemies all mario like has such a short range that it's easy to accidentally nudge yourself into an enemy leading to a very annoying death but some of the enemy placements are just mean and force you to again learn through trial and error about how to deal with what looks like an impossible situation and don't even get me started on whatever those stupid running animals on the bridges are as far as i could tell they couldn't be killed and tracked you like a bloodhound and not the good kind of bloodhound you find in games like apex legends i'm blood hunter <laughs> i hated them little bastards i also hated those bridge levels they just kind of sucked but thankfully they can be cheesed by doing a bit of tight roping the boss fights are one of the few times Crash Bandicoot shines because they're challenging but simple in design. Every boss has its patterns that evolve as the fight goes on and while they can frustrate like any boss fight can, a sense of accomplishment is felt when you finally take them down. Also, I really like the look of Koala Kong. I thought he and his level were some of the best visuals in the game. But outside of the boss fights, I was regularly annoyed by Crash Bandicoot and felt one huge sigh of relief once credits rolled. If I wasn't playing Crash Bandicoot for Attack the Backlog, I wouldn't have finished it. I just wasn't having fun with the game. Every new level was a struggle and the only joy I found upon beating the level was knowing that I was one step closer to finishing the game and being done with it. For a game that's so bright and colorful, Crash Bandicoot was a miserable and dark experience for me. I regularly asked why I was doing this to myself, and that's never how I want to feel while playing a game. It stays true to the original game to a fault, except it doesn't. It doesn't. When I was talking to a friend who loved the original and saying, oh man, it's really frustrating, isn't it? And he was like, I know, I know. And you know why? It's because it is different. In an article on Eurogamer and probably a whole bunch of other sites, the first line is Crash Bandicoot developer Vicarious Visions has confirmed the remaster is harder than the original. Why? Why you do us like this, Vicarious Visions? This is why you lost the rights to make new games and you're only on Diablo and doing a bunch of old shit. You're not even going to keep your name because you did this to us. You did it dirty. But how dirty? I don't know. I can't really 
say because I did not play the original and I can only go off what I've read. Why these changes were made, I don't know. Don't ask me, do I work at Vicarious Visions? No, I don't. There are minor ways the game tries to make itself easier, like granting you an Aku Aku Mask after dying multiple times in a row at the same checkpoint, but those only allow you to take one free hit and don't help if your problem is making a jump you can't quite land. I really wanted to love Crash Bandicoot. I would have been fine just liking it too. I didn't need to love it, okay? Calm down, everyone, calm down. I came into the game so excited to become a new fan, but as it stands right now, I'm only a fan of the Bandicoot himself and not his game. Hopefully this changes when I play more, but now I don't know if I should continue with two or jump right to four. Anyway, that will do it for this episode of Attack the Backlog. Once again, I am Marcus Jones. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to see me streaming games like Crash Bandicoot, you could do so over at twitch.tv slash PX Sausage. If you'd like to check out the videos I make, like for this here episode of Attack the Backlog, you can do so over at youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. Speaking of pixelated sausage, if you just put a dot com after that, you got my site, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Sausage podcast, both of which are available on podcast services across the globe. You can also check out the art I make, and if you see something you like, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.